Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. Let's give a hand to the students. Are they doing an awesome job today? I want to welcome three students to the stage to talk with us today. Amaru, Zamir, and Jorlene. Will you all give them a big hand today? Thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. How many enjoyed Easter Sunday last week? Wasn't that great? Y'all having fun? Y'all having fun yet? All right. (laughs) Let's pray. God, I thank you, Lord, for God, our students, our student ministry, and what you're doing, Father, with the next generation of ministers that are coming up, and next generation of evangelists, and next generation of, of pastors. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're never finished. God, you're always, your kingdom is always expanding. And so I thank you, Lord, that you would just continue to Uh, stir, God, from the youngest, God, to the oldest up, Father. And we agree, God, that you're doing something amazing and mighty with our students today. And so we just want to celebrate that. We want to talk about the goodness of God among the student ministry today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's Student Takeover Sunday, and we've got some amazing students, and they've got some amazing stories that I'd like to share with you today. And Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. And so today we, we want to talk about, you know, when we talk about these stories, it encourages one another in our faith. And so maybe there's something in one of these stories that's going to encourage you. Or there's something in one of these stories that's going to really take your walk with Christ and take it to the next level. Because we can learn from all ages, right? I've learned from people older than me. I've learned from people younger than me. And my ears are always open to hear something that the Holy Spirit might say. Because the Holy Spirit is ageless. And that same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is inside of me. It's inside of you. It's inside of Amaru. It's inside of Jorlene. It's inside of Zamir. And I'm always trying to say, what is God saying right now? So um, thank you guys for coming up here and sharing your incredible stories today. Um, and I really wanted to focus on this, this concept first, which is Jeremiah 1.5, which is before I knew you, uh, I, I formed you in your mother's womb. I, 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 before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. And... Um, uh, just a minute ago, Minister Jessica was sharing outside that, like, the, the, the passage from Jeremiah, don't let them despise your youth. You know, God can use you at any age. So I, I say that to all of our students. I also say that if you're getting older and you're saying, I don't know, uh, so many years are behind me, I don't know if I can still do something for God or still do something um, to fulfill the dream that God has given me. Don't ever give up. Don't ever say you're too young. Don't ever say you're too old because God can use you and he has a plan for you. So let's talk about this journey. Um, I want to get into these stories. Jorlene, I'm going to let you start off with us. Where did your journey with God begin? Well, when I grew up in a Catholic home, and I didn't grow up following Jesus. I just knew of Jesus. And 
my parents, they worshiped an idol. They would only light up a candle for him once a year. And I remember asking my mom, why, why do you worship this idol? But you also tell me to believe in Jesus. And she couldn't answer me. She would just say, it's family tradition. We just do it. And that's it. So you were on this search to find Jesus for yourself. You had seen other things that were going on around you that weren't working, that were some type of form, formality of religion, but without, with lacking real relationship. So I, I, I love that portion of your story. But we're going to pause there. Amaru and Zamir, I want to come to you. Where did your journey, because you guys have a little bit different of a journey than Jorlene, and I want to share that too. Where did your journey begin with Jesus? Well, my journey began with my parents. They both knew God, so we were implemented. Like We had a good foundation of how that faith should be, how mm-hmm. to worship. So you had an example. Yeah, had so, example. So today, we could, we could easily say, like, Parents, make sure you're putting the right foundation. Make sure that whatever it is that you're exemplifying in the home, you know, there are some things that Jorlene would have wanted to see or was looking for, was searching for. Some things that, that Zamir and Amaru, which are brothers, uh, they were seeing in the home demonstrated. So their, their journey was a different journey. Zamir, what, what, was, what was your journey like? I know it's probably pretty similar to Amaru's, but... <laughs> We're going to get your mic on. It's, it's okay. We, we want to hear what you have to say. You can take this mic. <laughs> it's on. It's on. Like Amaru said, we started off at a good foundation. And that, like, since we were young, our parents were praying over us. And they had taught us about Jesus before we started coming to church. Wow. Wow. I think you touched on something really important. And that is... We have to not only have a relationship with Jesus at church, we got to have a relationship with Jesus at home as well. Because it can't just be a Sunday thing. It's got to be something that permeates all the way through our life. Are you still a Christian, Zamir, when you go to school? Yes. Are you still a Christian when you go home? Yes. All right, so it's this concept of Jesus being involved in every area of our lives. And so I I love that you said that. Um, Jorlene, tell us a little bit more. Um, about when you knew there had to be something more, where you knew you had to make a change? I knew I had to make a change when I was looking at the people around me and their lives were going everywhere that it shouldn't be. They were heading down in all wrong directions. And I didn't want that for myself. But most importantly, I always had something in me telling me that there was something bigger. Even even when I got into for a little bit, I got into law of attraction, and it wasn't it wasn't for me. Even even when I was doing that, I would still pray. Even since I was a little kid, it was religious. It was religious, but I would still pray. And through that, I feel like God has always protected me, and has always been by my side. And He brought me out of all of that. <laughs> Isn't that amazing thing about God, though? He's patient with us. Even when we go through seasons that we're making mistakes, but we're trying to seek him. We're trying to figure out what this relationship with Jesus is supposed to look like. He has grace for us. So I think the biggest thing that I take, one of the biggest things that I take away from your story, Jorlene, is how much you kept on seeking after God. You, 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 you had it. 
you had to work through some stuff and figure out some things, and there was a lot of confusion around you, but you kept on pushing towards God. And so I, I think that's so important, and, and we can all learn from that. We can all take from that. It was hard. <laughs> it was hard. So keep, 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 keep pushing. Keep seeking after God. Um, the Scripture says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And now to see the life that, you, that, that you're living right now and how God is rewarding you in this season of your life, it's because you diligently sought him throughout all those things, all those imperfect situations you kept on serving. Um, what, guys, when was the point that, because um, we have big changes, we have small changes, but when was the point when you knew you guys needed to make some changes in your life? Well, for me, it was more like I wanted a more closer relationship to God. Mm-hmm. So I wanted... I was at a place where I felt like I was getting more distant from the church, distant from God. So I would try to get back into it, get that relationship mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. Another thing that you said that, that, that corresponds with that was, uh, you said it to me earlier, was that you had to begin to know God for yourself. And that really rung true with me because there came a point in my life, I was in my early teenage years, when I said, I, God has to be more than just the God of my mother and my father. He has to become my God. And I think there is a point in all of our lives as we are growing in our faith that we say, you know what, I need to know God for myself. I'm happy that my father, I'm happy that my mother knows him. I'm happy that other people in my family have a good relationship. I'm happy that there's some people around me that know God, but I want to know God for myself. It kind of reminds me of that story with Elijah and Elisha. When, you know, Elijah had been like a father figure to Elisha, but then when Elijah was gone, then Elisha took the mantle and he said, where is the God of Elijah? Like, he wanted to know God personally the way that Elijah knew him. And so I, 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 I love that. That rings true with me, and, and I really respect that about your walk. And by, by the way, Amaru and Zamir, um, the way God worked it out at the water baptism, these guys helped me um, when we were, um, I was baptized, and I said, guys, will y'all help me? Because the waves are kind of crazy right now. And... They're two big, strong guys. They got out there in the water, and uh, man, we had an amazing time. The spirit was so powerful. The waves were also very powerful. <laughs> sometimes they were holding the, 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 the students up. Sometimes they were holding me up. Sometimes they were holding Minister Jessica up. Um, but we had an amazing time. Um, let's talk about this a little bit. Water baptism, Zamir. Um, what was that? What was that day like for you? What was that experience like for you? Uh, the water baptism was like a good experience. It was like a change to my life, and it had made me, it had made me realize um, the, past, the past mistakes that I had made, and it helped me better myself. <laughs> that's, I think that's so important for us to hear today, Samir, because... Sometimes we think because there's other people out there with bigger issues and bigger problems and bigger sins, we say, I don't need to take a look at myself. I don't need to make adjustments to myself. 
But the thing that I love about your story is you're saying, I, I realize there's some things in me. Even though I, I had a good upbringing, even though I came up in a good home, even though I've been around the church, there's still some things. I, I want my relationship with God to go to the next level. And so I'm going to take a look at these things. Even if it seems like they're small things, I'm going to take these things and handle these things, address these things, and I'm going to move powerfully into the next season of faith. Um, Amaru, same question. So what was, this, what was this day? What was this baptism experience? What, what happened spiritually for you? Spiritually for me, it was like, it, was, it showed me like, it gave me reassurance to the things I'm doing and the things I have to do to change. Mm-hmm. So for me, I saw like a level of confidence that I wanted to have for myself and the relationship. I felt that too, yeah. It's almost like the further along in the, in the day that we got, even before you guys got baptized, while we're just, y'all were still helping me baptize people, I felt your confidence growing and um, that you, that the Spirit of God was really doing something in you guys um, already while you're in the water. So, so, so great. And um, Jorlene, now you were uh, a front runner. Before even the beach baptism, you were, you got baptized and you became the, uh, one of, one of the amazing pictures from your baptism is the one that's kind of been on blast lately. But it's just this beautiful experience that, like, you can see God's glory on your face, and there's joy there. There's a real experience. Can you take us into that moment and tell us what your water baptism experience was like? Well, I was waiting to get baptized for a really long time. I wasn't able to. I came alone to get baptized. That was how big of a deal it was for me. I was waiting for quite some time. My mom, she, she understood why I wanted to. My dad... Didn't even know that I, he doesn't even know that I got baptized. I got baptized when I was a baby, and to them that was enough. My mom, she understood. My dad didn't. I came, and to me, my focus was just Jesus. I had nobody else on my mind, and I wanted to get baptized really bad. You know, I, I think one thing that I really respect about all three of you guys is this zeal for God that I hear behind your stories, that it's like, like I've decided to follow Jesus. And that's when I was like, like title in the sermon was like living for Jesus 100. And I think that when we have that passion, man, what God can do with our stories, you know, we come to him with a, a fractured, imperfect story. And we've got this brokenness and we've got this loneliness, we got whatever, and we, we come to God, we're seeking God, and God makes a miracle happen in our life. Um, what, what's the biggest change that you would say you've experienced since um, water baptism and this journey? Um, if you would have looked at me two years ago, I'm not the same person at all. He's definitely made a change in me. I used to be angry at everybody, angry at myself. I only idolized myself. I was my world. I didn't care about nobody else, not even my family. Nobody else. During this change, he's really brought to my attention that this is not about me. This is about him. Even getting on the stage was a big deal. 
I was nervous, I was shaking, but, he, but I had to remind myself, this is not about you. You have to get on that stage because this is gonna help somebody else and you don't know who it will help. And I'm glad that you got up here on the stage, Jorlaine, because um, I know God is doing something. Um, all right, biggest change, Amaru, what's the biggest change that's happened in you um, with the water baptism and as of late with what God's been doing in your life? Well, like I said, my confidence did grow, but like a few months before the baptism, like uh, we had a loss in our family. My dad had passed. Yeah. Um, so I was going through a lot of anger, like griefing. Mm -hmm. So, and when I, after the baptism, I had like a type of closure. Wow. That's heavy. That's heavy. Found like a type of peace. Wow. You found peace. Wow. One of my favorite scriptures is the scripture that says, when we keep our eyes fixed on him, he gives us a peace that passes understanding. So even when there's stuff that's going on in our life that we don't understand or things that have happened in our life that we don't completely understand, he can still give us peace through that. So, um, wow, powerful. Thank you for sharing, Amaru. Um, Zamir, biggest change that you've experienced uh, since water baptism? Uh, since the water baptism, the biggest change that I experienced was that, that I stopped stressing over things that I knew I didn't have no control over that I used to do. That's huge. Um, I think a lot of times, uh, man, stress hits us at every age, by the way. I don't know if you know, but sometimes I think when we get older, we forget that, that there's stresses at every age. Like, there's stresses on the student level. Um, there's, you know... Even, even the younger students, you know, like my elementary school uh, uh, kids, they, they have stresses that they're dealing with about peer pressure and tests and grades and stuff like that. But, I mean, understanding what you just said, Zamir, about, you know, casting your cares on him, understanding I'm, I'm not going to worry about these things. I'm going to do my best, and then when I'm done, I'm going to let him take care of what I can't do. Um, you hit on something really um, powerful and deep, um, and you talked about having peace and having closure um, with with the death of your dad. And and we were there. I remember that Zoom phone call. Um, the 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 devil comes after us, right? We know he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy, right? And so it's almost like a football game, right? You guys play football. And it's like the devil is, the devil and his team are always trying to attack. They're always trying to hit you, um, always trying to find that soft spot, find that, that break in the line and, and attack you. Um, but you guys have found something in God that's helped you overcome. What would you say to some of the other guys that are out there, um, how they can win? When the devil's coming at them, I would say just stay prayed up. Find find people around you that can help you, that could show you like God. Yes, yes, you're hurting. That God is still there for you. Amen. Amen. 
You know what I think of when you said prayer? The scripture that talks about put on the whole armor of God. I thought about us putting on like all the, the, the pads, the shoulder pads and the gear from football, right? But then also on top of that it says, and pray. And so I just saw a direct line between what you were saying about prayer, about prayer, about prayer. So we pray to put the armor on, and then we pray even beyond the armor because prayer is just that important and equips us to be effective in what God has called us to do. Um, Zamir, same question. When the devil's coming at you, um, what, what would you say to some of the other uh, young guys um, and young ladies that are coming up? Is it, this is how you really stand your ground. I would say that that if the devil's coming at you, it'll be no reason to fear if you trust in God and you believe in him and have faith in him. Faith is uh faith is 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 powerful. You know, faith is a is a weapon that we use against the enemy. So um so incredible. Jorlene, um what would you say to um what would you say to the the, the young people and even all ages that are here today, um, if you had one thing to say about your journey and, and, and what they could take with them from that. You got to fight. God right now in this season has me fighting over a lot of things, fighting back, th- b- tearing down strongholds and equipping me with scripture. I've had to fight back hard because it's not easy, but I know that he's with me and he's for me. Because he says his plans are to prosper us and not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I can't agree more because I was just talking with the men. Plug for the men's group on Wednesday night. Um, I was just talking to the men this Wednesday about this concept of a battle. When we come to Christ... We are not born into a vacation, a cruise. Some people think that, and some people, they're, they're sold, hey, come to Jesus, everything's going to be great, we're going to be, you know, sipping pina coladas, it's going to be easy. But actually, when you are born into Christ, you are born into a battle. It, you're fighting. you got to be a warrior. Because, man, the devil's going to come at you. The devil's team's going to be coming at you. You've got to be ready to fight with everything you got. Because the devil is fighting for keeps, man. He's fighting for souls. He doesn't want to let people go. But our job as Christians is to set captives free. Is to go into the enemy's camp. To go on the offensive. To fight not just for ourselves and our family. But to fight for others. To say, man, I want to go and, and help people get loose of what the devil is doing in their life. Help them find freedom. Help them find a victory. So, um, so great. So, thank you guys so much for sharing today. Can y'all give them a big, big hand? While y'all are standing, we're all going to stand here and, and we'll pray together. Um, as I, I want to pray, um, I think something that I've always, um, from, from being uh, a youth pastor several years ago, and for several years, that was, that was my life. And I still 
love the students. And I think something that we can always grab from the students is passion and a zeal for God. And so I, if you don't grab anything else, grab this, that Jorlene never stopped seeking him. It's passion. That Samir and Amaru, they said, even in the small details, if even the small details are out of place, I'm going to attack those details with a passion. I'm going to put them right so that I can go to the next level in God. There's a passion. There's a zeal behind what these stories that you've heard today. So bow your heads with me. Let's pray together. God, I thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's here. God, that we would hear the testimonies. And God, when we hear testimonies and we say amen, we're actually inviting you to do it again. We're inviting you to do what you did in Jorlene's life in somebody else's life. We're inviting you to do what you did in Amaru and Zamir's life in somebody else's life. God, give somebody else that testimony. Give somebody else that miracle. Give somebody else that breakthrough. God, we thank you, Father, for what's been done. But God, we're also expecting and anticipating, God, what you will do. God, so we want to shine the light, God. We want to shine bright, God. We want to be your, your burning ones. God, fill us with your purpose, God. Your purpose to go out there and set others free. God, let our testimony, let our light so shine among others, God, that it would point the way to you. God, I thank you for that. And maybe there's people here today that say, man, I was really convicted. I was really, man, something in that story touched me. And I know I need to get my relationship right with Jesus. I know there's some small things or there's some big things or there's some medium-sized things that I need to address today so I can be closer to Jesus, so that I can find Him, so that I can have a relationship like that. I want that. I need that. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand right now, wherever you are, even if you're online right now, just lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. If you feel disconnected from Jesus, Jesus wants to connect with you today. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to say this prayer with me today. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for having patience with me. That even when I drifted, even when I didn't have everything right, you still loved me. Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for paying the ultimate sacrifice for me. Jesus, forgive me for all my sins, all my shortcomings, all my failures. Jesus, give me a new start today. I want to live like you. I want to be like you. I want to have relationship with you. Jesus, help me do that. I need you in my life. In Jesus' name, everybody said, come on, let's give God the praise today. I want to remind you that no matter what you're going through, you were designed to win. You were designed to win. Apostle Apostle's going to say something. I, what, whatever place that you are in your faith, God wants to take you.
to the next place. Um, you know, when it's youth, then it's it's all about. I, I'm all about it. Uh, I just want to say, what an incredible job, guys! Uh, incredible. I just would like. I just want to do something symbolic in front of you. I'd like all the young people to come down here right now. Jessica, come up here. All the young people, every one of them, all of you, all of you come, all of you come, all of you come. The the, the first, you, well, I don't know, no, you won't remember this because you were too young. Uh, but the first prophetic verse that I ever got was Jeremiah 1, 5 and 6. And out of that came the youth ministry. I thought about this today, son. My dad was the youth director over 350 churches. I was a youth pastor. And I will tell you this, God never violates original calling. I'm always the youth pastor. I'm always the youth pastor. I don't care what the title, it starts with youth. Dad was youth. I was youth. You were youth. And now... Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. This is Joseph's generation here. And I just want to say, this one touches the world. Joseph changed the culture, both of the world. All right. I want you all to hear this, young people. That Jeremiah 1, 5, and 6 says, Before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. You were created to do something so incredible before you were ever born. God had a talk with you in heaven before you were ever born. And it's not something that's going to come down on you. It's something that comes out of you. It's in your DNA to be great. But this is where I wanted to pray, and I want you all to be in agreement to. Yesterday, I went to see one of my grandchildren play in a tournament. And when I got up there and I was following GPS, it says, next turn, Parkland. And when it happened, forever, Parkland will be attached to somebody taking a gun a young person that was hurting that was full of anger that didn't have a family that raised them up or maybe a, da a dad died and there wasn't a family to circle around them and, and watch them and he just got angry and all of those kids were murdered and killed and God said but we're taking a different turn today. And we have the ability and the power to pray over our kids. And every kids, every school our kids are in, that's never going to happen again. We, in the name of Jesus, bind the power of all of that evil, of all of that violence, of all of that. You, I pray in the name of Jesus and every politician right now, they'll realize you don't take God out of the school. You get God in the school. I pray in the name of Jesus that even with the government right now, you can take God in the school. We might not get preached in the school, but you can do whatever you want to do in the school. And I pray, that's right, baby, it is a fight. It is a fight. But we have warriors on this stage in the name of Jesus. And we're going to pray over you, and we're going to believe in you, and we're going to stand with you because you are purpose culture, and you are living on purpose. I love you. I believe in you. But you're not alone. 
I tell you what the enemy does. He tries to isolate. It's while the lion, Satan is like a lion, a roaring lion. seeking to be devoured. They isolate the weak one, pounce on the weak one, and kill the weak one. I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. Everybody tell them they're not alone. No, no, like you mean it. So you need somebody? Man, my heart went out to you guys. Dad died. That's... We're here. What, what do you say? What do you say to them? What, yeah, come on, Pete. What do you say? John, what do you say? David, what do you say? All the men in the church say what? We're here. We're here. We're here. And collectively we can. Because we're a family here. We're one family in faith. We're what? So I love you. I bless you guys. Let's give a big hand for our student ministry. Thanks again for listening. If you like this message, make sure to like and share. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, share hope with someone today.